Welcome to the Biscuits and Blu-rays podcast, where we watch Blu-rays and take the biscuit. I'm your host, James, and today I'm joined by the wonderful Sarah from Sarah's Popcorn Chat. Hello. Hello, how are we doing? I'm very good, thank you. How are you? I'm doing good, thank you. The sun's out, so I'm happy. That's it's, all good. It's too hot. It's 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 roasting. I really? I, I, I can do hotter. <laughs> <laughs> Before we get into the review, Sarah, if you tell us a little bit about what you do on YouTube and Instagram as well. Yeah, so I do reviews of current films, classic films. I do a lot of like lists as well. So I do that mainly on my YouTube, but I obviously interact on Instagram and Twitter. Yeah, and hopefully I'm like, you know, part of a lot of communities online, really. So yeah, that's how I met you through this as well. So you, know, you were the first person to follow this account that was like a close friend spam yeah, yeah exactly yeah you you were the first one. and then I think we've uh, interacted since then haven't we yeah like it's, it's crazy like there's some people that I followed really early on um one of the first people that got me involved in Instagram was Aaron from Aaron J watches yeah, so watches, yeah such a small world and like I'm still really close to, like the first few people that I spoke to which is great so mm-hmm. I love that. So thank you for coming on to the new legacy of the podcast. Mm-hmm. And I was surprised when you said you wanted to get involved, particularly when you said you wanted to be in this episode. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, a bit like yourself, I know you've been sort of re-watching the Evil Dead films. I was, again, like, hyped for Evil Dead Rise when that was coming out. So I was like, I'm going to do some videos talking about that. And yeah, watching this film for the second time, I was like, I actually quite like it quite a lot. Like, I really mm-hmm. love it. So, yeah, I was excited to jump on and sort of chat about this one. Uh, we're talking about Evil Dead 2013, in case people aren't clear. Yeah. <laughs> <on that. laughs> like, did you see this one at the cinema or did you? are you late to the party? I was very late to the party. I got recommended this, I think, when I originally watched the trilogy. Someone's like, you need to check out the 2013 one. It seems to be really divisive amongst fans. So I thought, I'll give it a go. And I thought it was good the first time. But I think I really appreciated it now, sort of getting hyped for the new one. But yeah, I was quite late to it. I only watched it for the first time about a year ago. Yeah, very new to it. I remember seeing this at the cinema and I decided to go by myself, which is something I I don't usually do when it's a horror because I like something to to hide behind. And I had a great time with it as, as well. Like even forgetting that it's an Evil Dead film. I was just like, okay, this is quite a well-made horror. Yeah, definitely. Like on its own, like it's it's a really good horror film, regardless of the Evil Dead name that stuck to it. It's it's just a great horror in general. But there is a lot of connections to the original franchise, particularly the fact that Sam Raimi's took a backseat on this one and gone, okay, I'm just going to produce. And I think Bruce Campbell does as well. I like that. I was I was kind of excited to give the see how they would give a new director like this kind of room to play, which is obviously why fans love it or hate it. Like, I think, it's like, oh, it's not like the same because it's not Sam Raimi with his slapstick comedy. But I don't know, maybe that maybe you need a fresh pair of eyes. Yeah, I think it did do a lot to revitalize the franchise. But I mean that in the best possible way. Mm. It's directed by Fede Alvarez, whose work before I didn't I wasn't fully aware of, but he's gone on to bigger, better things. Well, not better things, bigger things. Yeah. He's on board to do the the new Alien TV show. I didn't know that. And he did um, Don't Breathe as well. Did you watch Don't Breathe? 
No, I've still not seen that. But I remember looking up about this film. I was like, I've, again, I hear a lot of love about Don't Breathe, but I've not seen it. But the core film is the... I'd say it takes a lot from the original, but mostly the first one. Yes. Yes, I would say so. Like, it's... it's Because number one, like, in the Evil Dead trilogy is probably more, like, traditional horror, I guess, before the comedy comes into it. And I think this is a much more, like, serious film rather than... I don't think I laughed in this film at all. <laughs> but, you know, yeah, it's 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 playing on the original sort of concept of, you know, five people going to the cabin, like, in the middle of the woods. And then, yeah, it's, th- it's that simple story again. It comes back to that first one, like you say. It's quite an easy premise. Oh, yeah. But what it does different, I, I really do appreciate. So, for instance, like, there's a cold open before the title sequence where we get someone running in the woods and she's like, oh, okay. And then she's kidnapped and you think, yeah. okay, this is a good, this is <laughs> off to a weird start. And and then she take the hood off and she's tied to a post and they're doing a ritual. How, how do you feel about this cold open? I really liked it. I thought it was a really strong one. It, it sets up that kind of manipulation that you get with these sort of demonic creatures as you get with most possession films. But I, I was I genuinely was believing like this, oh, this girl needs help. You know, what are they doing? Why are they? And they're the bad people and then it just you know and then it flips 180 yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah in terms of the effects and makeup and and such like that there's obviously a bigger budget because of the world we live in mm. but the budget feels very small in comparison to most films made today yeah i want to just ask you a quick question before we carry on do you think that horror thrives in a bigger budget or do you feel like it's much more fun much more creative for the people involved to have a low budget and then that reflects better on the film that's a really good question there's a lot of films that i know that get sort of sequels or they people love the original so much which is a lot of them style is like passion projects like oh i love doing this i love making like creature features you know people who love doing that sort of side of it and then they get the money and then sometimes the sequel isn't as good or, you know, they maybe lose their way a little bit because they've got so much money. But in this sense, I I think small is better, really. In the yeah, long I agree. Because then you, you're thinking on your feet. It, it's just a lot of fun to see how, oh, this is how shortcuts have been taken. I really think so anyway. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I think it, it allows for more creativity because I'm not sure if you mentioned before, but like obviously so many people are inspired by like Sam Rainey's like direction. It's like, oh yeah, let's just chuck a camera like and do these movements like not done before. But because mm-hmm. you have that low budget or no budget, you have to do it that way. So yeah, it allows for more creativity. And then, like, oh, well, we've got, you know, an extra 30 mil next time. We'll just get a dolly and it looks really smooth. But you're like, but that doesn't, add to what you're trying to create so any money left over they use at the rep party for sure yes yes <laughs> yeah. definitely but we go to the cabin in the woods which is downtrodden it's grim it's the whole mm. film has this sort of grimy really, oh it's horrible it's not for me but <laughs> um we're introduced to our five characters there's mia there's david there's olivia there's eric and there's natalie yes i feel like i've not missed anyone out there because i'm glued to the imdb page as well (laughs) i don't remember most people's names to be honest in this film (laughs) but that says a lot i'm not sure there's jane levy who is she's does a lot of comedy as well so yeah it's interesting to see like the path that she's gone on like after this film like i was like i loved her in this thought she was great but i was like oh she's really taken a different kind of genre 
after mm. this. Um, maybe it's just something about comedy and horror just going hand in hand. Because a lot maybe. of comedians, the, the, I'm talking Jordan Peele, for instance, dips his toe in the horror one quite a lot. David is played by Shiloh Fernandez, uh, Olivia Jessica Lewis, uh, Lucas, sorry, Lou Taylor Pucci. I th- mm-hmm. think I'm saying that right. Is that right? <laughs> and Elizabeth Blackmore is Natalie. But no yeah. one is the real front focus from the get-go. Yeah, I think when I first watched it, I, I thought, oh, it's it's about David. I think I thought it was all about he was the protagonist. Maybe it was like that trope of like the male leader. I don't know. I just thought he was the protagonist. But it feels quite balanced to begin with. But I think later on we do get who the clearly like this story is about, I think. We do get um, a shift like quite close to oh, yeah. the end. Yeah. Yes, we do. But there's been, but this isn't unlike the Evil Dead films. When I spoke to Kat on the Evil Dead uh, episode, we, it was five people, and Ash was watching most of it, the action take place. And he yeah, did, that's true. And he didn't really step forward until he really had to. Yeah, maybe that's just maybe that's another part of it. It's like why it's so similar to that sort of original kind of film is just you know maybe the hero is kind of hidden in plain sight in some ways until they have to be called upon. And mm-hmm. they're like, this is my moment, gotta yep. step up. But we're not at the cabin in the woods to have fun and, you know, like teenagers Aww. do. <laughs> it's because it's an intervention. Yes, it is. This, this drug intervention subplot, how do you... I, I, well, I personally think it worked really well. I think it works really well. Like, I've not really seen that in terms of possession films or TV shows or anything like that. So I liked, and I think it works really well for allowing, you know, to be possessed because she has that sort of weakened emotional, physical kind of system going on. Mm. And everyone is just there for a reason and they're there to be isolated. So it just, it adds the whole atmosphere and it fits in with the whole, like we said, like the grimy aesthetic of it all. Um, I think it's like a perfect way to sort of link in the evil dead kind of narrative mia is the one that's addicted to drugs so we do the whole thing where we pour pour yeah. all the drugs down the well that like, bye bye. <laughs> yeah bye bye drugs and we're going cold turkey mm. which if i if you've seen train spy and no you <laughs> it doesn't always end well no babies crawling on ceilings and stuff you know well exactly it's like weird things can happen off of drugs so yes you can drugs kids yeah <laughs> So we discovered that the cabin in the woods is the same one from the cold open. Mm-hmm. There's a smell coming from the basement. So let's go down to the basement. <laughs> in terms of production design, horror doesn't really get much of a look in. But this set is fantastic, isn't it? Oh, yeah. I th- I think this just, even though, again, it's that simple like cabin in the woods, I think just the whole vibe the aesthetic itself feels like it should. But without having that, like, say, like too big a production, level but it's just yeah i think it works the basement scenes and you know on ground level like i like it all i like everything about the whole kind of set design not that i'm a set designer but you know it's (laughs) you can appreciate the aesthetic (laughs) of a nice set exactly exactly yeah yeah. one thing you should never do though is if you find a creepy book bound in barbed wire Mm. maybe leave that alone yeah i i wouldn't touch a barbed book (laughs) (laughs) Someone's getting a t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> so we have three different books, it turns out, in the Evil Dead universe, because these are all connected. Yep. This one is the second one. Mm-hmm. And I do miss the design of the first one. 
where it's got a face, it's it bites. <laughs> yes, it does. Because it reminds me of the book, you know, in Hocus Pocus, which kind of has like the eye and like the teeth and stuff, yeah. or like Harry Potter or something. Like it's that kind of style, isn't it? Those those sort of books that you know either have spells or kind of book of the dead obviously like yeah they always have this aesthetic of it all but this one's going for more more realism yeah i think they're like oh 2013 you know it's it's, it's a new decade let's be you know real let's be you know let's talk about real issues about drugs let's talk about real and i think they're like oh yeah let's try and get that in the book design as well but yeah bear in mind the last evil dead film we had was army of darkness which is <laughs> bonkers right yeah, it's it's pure silly. Take it, you know, some people think that's their favourite. It's not my favourite, but it's fun. I'll say mm -hmm. it's fun, definitely. Um, so yeah, it's a definite jump in tone in terms of what they were going for. Yeah, silly idiot, I forget his name. Uh, Eric decides to read passages from it as he's finding a hobby to do. Meanwhile, <laughs> Mia's really struggling with this cold turkey thing. Mm -hmm. In terms of performances, horror we 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 understand that horror doesn't get recognised. Mm -hmm. We've yeah. we've signed on to that now. Jane Levy in this is giving it everything. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Like she is insane in this. The range that she has, like from the whole, she has to put on like a front of like five different characters and all these emotions and stuff. She's insane in this. I don't know if you've seen any of the behind the scenes footage, but when she's skipping ahead, when she's possessed and she's in the basement, there's just, they filmed her for 15 minutes, just going mental, just doing giggling stuff and screaming. Oh, wow. Things like that. And then at the end of it, she was just said, she just said, I'm done and would just start crying. Oh, okay. No, I've not seen that. And it's like, okay, but she's very happy to work with Fede Alvarez again in Don't Breathe. So oh, okay. it's, it, it was done for the best reasons, but poor girl. Yeah, she clearly had to take herself into that sort of mental sort of state of mind. But yeah, I imagine that must have been absolutely draining to do that then for however many months they filmed this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she's the first to get possessed once these demons come into play, once the translation's been said. Once she's possessed, we do get into familiar territory in terms of story beats. So they are picked basically out of the original. How do you feel, first of all, about the tree scene in the original? Yeah, again, it's very similar in this one, isn't it? There's a kind of, there's some connotations you can you can make with the kind of vine leaf, uh, branch and stuff that feel a bit uncomfortable to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes, it feels very sort of, very much a personal attack. And yeah, it's, yeah. And I think that adds a lot to that character's experience in terms of, you know, uh, but yeah, it's it's pretty full on, I would say. It's full on, but I, I think in this one, it is toned down slightly. Mm. Obviously, the, there's probably a lot of it that's on the cutting room floor. But if you have to do it, if you really have to do it, because I think people would kick off if it's a remake of Evil Dead and it's not got a tree scene. Mm. But if you have to do it, then do it like this, right? Yeah, I think there's more motivation for it. There's more cuts away, and I think there's they they allow you to have you know some sort of you you you're clever enough as an audience to know what's sort of going on, and you know like I say the sort of associations with that all, and um, yeah, and they do do that. They do a similar thing in Evil Dead Rise, I think, don't they? But they obviously change it for the setting. Evil Dead Rise, I feel like it's just sort of you blink and you miss it, but it is yeah. is there. Yes, and it's not as bad. And yeah. When I talk, when we I do the Evil Dead episode, I'm going to bring that up. So thank you for reminding me. <laughs>
but Mia is not having a good time. She's she's ran off in the woods, and but she's the first to be possessed. There is a, a presence following her, mm. and I think it's the first time that the Evil Dead films have gone. Okay, she is seeing this being this other like creature yeah because obviously it's, we've seen it more from like pov normally don't we of this mm. sort of thing zooming through the woods and whatever and i it adds a lot more sort of scare factor to me seeing this kind of uh very much remind me almost like the grudge kind of vibes like mm. in terms of the aesthetic so it adds a, a scary level but then at the same time i think it feels a bit generic in some ways in terms of horror like you know it, it falls out of the evil dead kind of aesthetic and style of every sort of the story beats um and it falls more into more of a generic kind of uh, there's someone there with long hair and dark you know you can't really see who they are yeah, yeah. I, I can i completely agree i mean it's interesting to change it up but it, it didn't really work for me that yeah yeah i agree so mia's back in the in the cabin she's like oh there's something in the woods. There's something in the woods. And, everyone, and no one believes her but, uh, because people think she's having withdrawal symptoms from these, mm, yeah, of the drugs and, and things like that. And I think that's very, a very interesting way to play off the, oh, we don't believe you sort of thing. Like her imag- imagination would be going crazy. Obviously, we know she there is a problem. Yeah, it's interesting, like in terms of like their friendship and obviously there's that they make remarks that they've done this before well her friends have maybe her brother hasn't but they've been through that sort of sort of situation with Mia um so I don't know I mean I personally would be a bit more try and be a bit more you know as affectionate kind of friend but um yeah I think just that kind of pushing away like oh this is part of it um yeah it's it's I think that's what makes this one a bit different for me and works in some ways mm-hmm. but yeah again like it falls into those tropes of kind of re- rehabilitation kind of stories at the same time it's weird yeah yeah it's fresh for an evil dead film i would say i think it does take a while to get going this one mm. but once it when, once it does get going and we're getting to it like right now mia comes out and she says you're like you're all going to die tonight this is after loads of screaming and like a rush of wind has <laughs> took through the cabin why why don't okay <laughs> do people in movies know that movies exist because if someone said to me, "You're you're gonna you're gonna die tonight," mm. I'd probably go, mm, "She might be a bit possessed." Yeah, I I don't know what the cinematic universe is here. Are we in a <laughs> a world which acknowledges films? I'm not sure, but yeah, surely common sense would be like, "This isn't right. That's just not like she's not having withdrawal symptoms. There's something serious going on here." But nope, the world <laughs> of films like ah, she's fine. Yeah, <laughs> we'll just lock take... her up. <laughs> they do take a while to really like go. Oh, I put two and two together and go. I've read this book. Oh, by the way, this is happening. We do get typical Sam Raimi stuff. Uh, have you seen Drag Me to Hell? I have once. Yes, <laughs> once. What is once enough? No, I would. I want to re- revisit it because I remember it being kind of silly. Yeah, it was more that kind of comedy horror. Uh, but I was just remember being so surprised by it. But yeah, I, I do want to watch it again. Definitely. We do, we do get a lot of uh, vomits to the face. That makes me laugh, that sort of stuff, just seeing people <laughs> get vomited. It, it, it does me. I know it's supposed to be like, oh, they are, can you imagine? But like, yeah. like that's really funny. Into the cellar <laughs> she goes and, she's, and she spends most of the film there. Yeah. <laughs> so everyone goes, okay, we need to chill out. Let's go to our separate rooms and just relax a little bit. Olivia is the next one to get it. Mm. This is, I think, the most grotesque 
part of the film. Yes, I think this is pretty gruesome. Yeah, I'm normally quite good with like body horror, gore, that kind of thing. It doesn't really affect me too much. But this one, yeah, it's pretty gruesome. And a lot of people are a bit sensitive about, you know, those sort of what they call like smi smilers, like, you know, people do. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> those things. Yeah. It's anything to do with like the mouth. It's going <laughs> to. But we established that this is all planned out. So someone is going to get possessed. Someone is going to take okay. an act to the cheek sort of thing. The sound design in this is particularly exciting. If, if you're into this sort of thing where... You can you can hear slicing and and chopping mm. like just before you know what's going on. It leaves yes. a lot to the imagination, which I like. Sometimes it's like we don't need to see everything. <laughs> yeah, but uh, but we do. Yeah, Olivia's in the shower and she's using a broken mirror to really hack away at her cheeks. Yeah. Um, she she just wants to be the Joker, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Eric walks in and she's like, oh, oh and go, oh, what are you doing? That's crazy. He slips because of course he does, right? Of course he falls in the moment. <laughs> but every, whenever someone's, someone falls over in a horror film, it's always onto something that stops them being yeah. able to get up and walk away. This guy gets yeah. it. This guy gets it like, put through the ringer. And, like, you know, oh, he, gets, he does, yeah. He gets the shit kicked out of him. <laughs> Rightly so. You shouldn't be reading out of books made out of skin, you know? If, if, so what you're saying is... If you read, you deserve <laughs> to be beaten up. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, all nerds should be <laughs> If you can speak Latin, ah, this is, you've got what's coming yeah. to you. Yeah, I think that's fair. We do get a syringe to the eye. And, oh, yeah. <laughs> they love an eye kind of horror in De Evil Dead, don't they? They love to just sort of... It's, I think it's there. because people, I think they know that people don't like eyes. So yes. if you do something with it, you're going to go, oh, okay. That's the ultimate, I think. Like, I don't mind an eye popping. Yeah. <laughs> it's when yeah. something thin goes into it, like, yeah, a needle. Or, or... But Eric decides to then take a smashed sink, I think, and just beat the shit out of her. Yeah. So, so we're one down. Dead. Dead. And it's a shame, because oh, she... I feel like she didn't really get much to do. Yeah, yeah, she, she didn't really have much... Besides having that conversation with David earlier on about, you know, we were there for Mia. Mm. She, where's the rest of the character story? Like, you know, what's going on there? Also, she's the only one that's medically trained. So <laughs> Let's maybe, take her out first. <laughs> maybe the demons know exactly what they're doing. If we get rid of the medic. They are pretty smart, to be fair. So Eric is beaten to like to a pulp, basically. Mia's still in the cellar. It It does pick on the women first, which is typical of... The Evil Dead franchise. Is this something that uh, I'm not a woman? I can't possibly say. Do you feel like this is like, oh, what? Why are they doing picking on the women first? To be honest, I've never really picked up on that. I'm normally quite sort of hot on if there's any kind of like, oh, that seems a bit, you know, maybe a little bit backwards. But now you've said it, I guess. Yeah. So. I mean, for, this one makes the this one well. It makes a reason for Mia to be possessed, who just happens to be a woman. Like that character character could be anyone, I think, really, because mm -hmm. she already has a weakness. But I guess there is a pattern emerging where they're choosing women. Are they saying women are weak? Hmm, Sam Raimi? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you could write a strongly worded letter. Mr. Raimi. <laughs> <laughs> Natalie gets it next. So first of all, she goes into the basement because Mia's doing the whole, I'm okay, actually. Yeah, throwing the voice, basically. Oh, it's so good. It's an... I don't know if any other horror franchises do this, the, the whole, I'm pretending to be okay, but I'm not okay. 
Mm. Is it typical of Evil Dead? I think it is. I mean, I love like in the originals, like the kind of what the voice modification anyway, mm. which they don't. This is a bit of a modern one, but I, I love I love the playful nature of like um, these sort of like demonic creatures, uh, and it makes it funny. And I think that's the sort of lightheartedness in this part. Well, if you're an Evil Dead fan, at least you're like oh, that's quite funny. But if you were someone that just came into this film not knowing what Evil Dead was. I think you'd still find it terrifying, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I, I think that was a little bit funny. Yeah, I love, I love the demons. <laughs> Once she's in the vicinity of Mia, Natalie knows that she's made a mistake. Mm. We do get uh, the a drop of the sea bomb, which Ooh. I don't cheeky. Here's the thing about Americans: <laughs> <laughs> the sea bomb. Is it doesn't have any impact? Not here. <laughs> Not here. So anytime they say it, it's like, oh, that's nice. <laughs> yeah, bless. <laughs> She's been affectionate. It's fine. <laughs> it, they do it in uh, Rise as well, and I'm like, oh, they, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, cute. I see what you're trying to do, but it doesn't affect us UK audiences. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is where we get the most poster-worthy bit is when Mia is being threatened with a Stanley knife and yeah. Mia grabs it off Natalie licks licks it oh it's so, it's horrible. Yeah. so you know those people that have like split like lizard tongs that's what I thought you know oh is this what happened to them Not, well <laughs> it could be a choice you know people that just <laughs> you know find someone that's possessed and just say oh I really want that like piercing mm. done so I, I if we do a study of all the people who have got those split tongs they mm. would have been around 2000 13 right when <laughs> yeah and they may know someone called mia maybe <laughs> yeah sure <laughs> yeah. and then she kisses natalie and natalie's like oh i've got to get out of here this is bad made a mistake but i can't really remember what happens to natalie's hand for it to then wither away and get possessed. yeah i can't remember the, how because obviously that is a common thing in the evil dead isn't it like you get possessed you need to chop that bad boy off mm-hmm. but i can't remember how that initial Thing is but yeah some kind of transfer of blood or bite or something i don't know i can't remember but yeah, I all i remember to... is what precedes that bit so yeah i want to say it's a bite let's go bite let's go bite yeah let's go bite so her hands doing the whole ash thing where it's like twitching and <laughs> which is very good physical acting it's love really it what to do and mia's like oh you should do it like like get possessed or whatever like everyone which is natalie is very well, uh, very good at first aid training because she runs it under a cold tap. Yeah, like a burn. Like a burn. <laughs> but th- it does start to take possession of her, starting with her hand and working its way up. So off it off it has to come. And what better way than with a big turkey carver? A turkey carver. <laughs> they can't cut through, like, arms, right? Surely not. I mean, I don't know, actually, because 127 hours, he does it with, like, a little pen knife. So. Yeah, but he, I've read the book. He was there for, like, eight hours doing that. Yeah, she just went... She just went yeah. But it cuts, out, it cuts out the electricity, and then she's armless. But she's not harmless. No. Or is she? Oh, God, yeah, because... Um, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Eric then confesses to David, like, I've read the book! I've read a book and it's all my fault. I was like, yep. Yep, you nerd. <laughs> these, these nerds, man. He's, he's the worst kind of nerd because he's, he's got the, the glasses and sh- like shaggy long hair. Come on, man. He would have got oh, bullied. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, but he goes, oh, it's all my fault and this is what we have to do. Body dismemberment or burial or trial by fire, which are the three options. 
Mm, of course, as many, you know, many rules go. You know, if you've got the flu, how else should you get rid of the flu? I think by fire. That's what I, that's what they did for COVID. You just bury yourself, <laughs> bury yeah. yourself, and then you, you're fine, okay? Exactly. But Eric gets his comeuppance, rightly so, because the next person to be possessed is Natalie. Chopping the arm off yes. nothing, turns out. First of all, I like her makeup the most. <laughs> you should be like, oh, I love her eyeshadow. <laughs> <laughs> She's got really nice lashes. No! <laughs> um, in terms of gruesome deadite possess. Oh, yeah. I love the kind of like the ink part, like up her arm and stuff. I love all that detail. And she's sort of like, you know, head tilted to one side, mouth wide open. Nothing yeah. behind the eyes. Yeah, the physicality is so good from the actress. It's really great. Oh, my God. But she's armed <gasps> with a nail gun. Pew, pew. I can't That's think the of... noise they make. <laughs> <laughs> I can't think of anything worse to put in a horror film. And I mean this in the best of ways, because... I've seen two films where nail guns feature and each time I'm like, okay, I should probably steer clear of nail guns. What are the other films? Uh, Final Destination 3? Not seen it. Oh, God. Okay. (laughs) It's like, you know, Final Destination is like one of those rude Goldberg machines or whatever. But like, yeah. And then that causes something else. Yes. Yeah. But it ends with someone just bashing her head on the nail gun. And it's just shooting nails <laughs> through the back of her head. And she's oh like, my oh god. god. And she's like, oh, it's horrific. Wow, that does sound bad. <laughs> That's but the word. Comical. <laughs> oh god, it's, it's upsetting. Oh. But yeah, nail guns, not for me. Yeah, I don't think we have them really here in the UK unless you're like a tradesman or something. Yeah. So you, luckily I won't come into contact. <laughs> but she's, you know, she's all over the place with this she's shooting everyone but then david 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 goes to get the trusty shotgun oh yeah and blows oh god it's it's very iconic for the evil dead franchise you've got to have it is a a shotgun b a chainsaw yes it's like part of the, the tick list like with every like evil dead film what do you want from it and at least it has to be them too the problem the problem is for writers going forward is how do you make that different every time that's true yeah it's quite tricky to do i imagine but it's uh, but hey the so far so good they're doing it they're doing it they're doing it great david blows off natalie's arm and then she does the whole oh why are you hurting me thing oh god it, yeah. isn't it upsetting no because we know the truth oh, <laughs> no but she like she dies there right well well part of her dies but was she dead already Oh, actually, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a good point. I don't know. I don't know what the law and the rule is, but, you know, I, th- I think she was long gone. It was just th- the body. I think it's interchangeable, but like, that is deeply upsetting. I think it's, the Deadites also like to cause emotional trauma as as well as... Oh, yeah. That's part of their game, I think, is, oh. you know. But David then goes, okay, I, this, I need to either bury fire or dismember my sister. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna. I mean, we've all been there, right? We've all got siblings. Not me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you for a fact. We've all thought about it. Okay. <laughs> so into the cellar he goes, which is typical of the franchise because he's walking around in the dark. There's going to be a jump scare, right? Yeah. We do get one. I do think this is quite jump scare free, though. I think there are a few good ones in there that sort of get you, but like 
I don't know. It's not a film that really makes me jump. But I think, like I say, the average goer, it might make someone jump. Yeah, actually, yeah. But he gets he gets Mia, brings her up to the surface, sedates her, because we do have some drugs, and, oh, I'm going to bury her. Okay. And then it's Eric's turn. <laughs> oh, bloody Eric. Eric is the worst, right? He is. I hate his character so much. He's so whiny. Like, oh, I read this book. Oh, go away, Eric. Yeah. Bye, Eric. See you later. (laughs) (laughs) The weirdest thing of this film is, for some reason, I think, is the fact that David puts Mia in a red dress to bury her. Yeah. Is it? What? That's a choice that I'm not sure. Why? <laughs> I guess, I guess, because like, if it, if it doesn't work and he's just buried his sister, at least she looked good. It's, it's did they have a conversation? Like, when I die, red I'm dress, like buried in a red dress, and I and I carry it with me everywhere I go, <laughs> just in case. <laughs> just in case they have to bury you randomly. As he's burying her, though, she does wake up and she does <gasps> the whole. Oh, you're burying me. This isn't cool. I want to get out. Um, oh yeah, classic dead eye. Classic Deadite. But then she's like, why do you hate me, David? And it, oh my God, it's the funniest line, right? Yeah. What, what it's that doing? like, it's the comedy, but like emotional trauma. Like it's just, she's just playing, like pushing all of David's buttons. And like whilst with the bag on, like, oh my God, it's an intense moment. But this does work, this burying thing, which is good. <laughs> because yeah. he buries her back up, buries her back up, digs her up. <laughs> and... Uh, She's 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 looking nice now. She's got a red dress on. And they go, right, we're going to leave now. I'm just going to go back inside and get some things. Eric's fucking awake. Oh, Eric. Takes what a, a guy. <laughs> does, to be fair, though, Eric does get beaten to a pulp with a crowbar, which is deserved. I think so. For reading the book like a nerd and then just <laughs> killing all of his friends. I think that's yeah. fair. Oh, yeah, this is all his fault. Absolutely. But Eric gets David and David's like, okay, I'm screwed. Only one of us is going to get out of here. With the shotgun, he aims it at the random can of oil that they've got in <laughs> As you do. <laughs> and up it goes. It's so sad that they had to destroy the cabin. Yeah, I imagine it did really well on Airbnb is how I think of it. Yeah. Like similar to how Chernobyl was. Yeah, it's highly radiated, but you can go stroke some dogs. Yeah, there's some trees. There's some trees. Maybe. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> you might get possessed, who knows? Bury your sister. That's would... part of the fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There they, they would be a like a gift shop there, I imagine. In the cabin? Yeah. Yeah, like you get like a little mini turkey carver on a key ring. Your yeah, own yeah. red dress. Chainsaw. <laughs> yeah, red dresses, it's just nothing but a red dress shop. <laughs> But Mia's the last one alive. You think she's okay. You think she's out of the woods. Um, she's not. Because it starts raining blood. Yes. Now... What a scene. <laughs> it, honestly, I think it's it's weirdly beautiful when it rains. Yeah. Not, not in real life. I mean, I'm purely... <laughs> um, the, uh, nope did it as well. I hate to bring Nope up again, but here I am. Um, mm, big nope. nope fan, are we? No, nope, nope, nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> but there's just something about it raining from the skies that's very—I oh, don't want to say it—biblical. Yes, I guess I never thought about that before. I was 
I think I said in my review, like how she is obviously buried and then comes back to life. It's very like, you know, she's been resurrected. So I already had the biblical point, but I never thought about the blood, but I guess it is. I, I haven't read the Bible for a long time. <laughs> it's, it's probably <laughs> you don't read it every there. night? <laughs> I read it every night. I've got, I've got one Bible. Anytime I go to a hotel, I just collect that Bible. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, there's no money in it ever. That's not a thing. You know that thing where people put money in Bibles? That's not real. I've never seen money in a Bible, so yeah. I'm told a lie somewhere. Yeah, absolutely. And then we do get the sort of creature back, and it's just 1v1. One v- one v- one. And I just don't like this creature. I just don't think it's, mm. as A, as scary as it could be, and B, quite boring as a design. Cause... Yeah, I guess it... It, it, I see what you mean. Like it's very sort of simple in a way. Like you know, it's it's like an easy thing because we've just seen all this amazing makeup that they can do mm. with the deadites and stuff. But because it's kind of like it's almost a piece of her. Like it's this sort of inner demon, even in a deadite kind of thing. It's like a version of her. So I guess that's why it's kind of like faceless, kind of not like the rest. I did wonder the first time I watched it, is that is it Jane Levy doing dual roles as the creature as well? Turns out it's not, but uh, it, but I appreciate... That could have been interesting. That would have been interesting, right? But then it would have gone very Scott, Scott Pilgrim versus the world, <laughs> where they just... Yeah. Similar, similar things. Yeah. So we've got a chase now around the tool shed. A very slow chase. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why why can't she go faster than that? Uh, maybe she hadn't eaten that day. I don't know. <laughs> Actually, yeah, she would be very lightheaded. Yeah, <laughs> but she does t- like she again. She's taking a a knife across the knee. She's <gasps> right. Oof, and yeah. it, it does the sort of squeak sound effect as well. Yeah. Oh, sound design, man. Yeah, it's, it's great for like. If it works really well for this, like it does the purpose. She goes back to the car and wants to get it going, obviously, because this is a film. Uh, we have a shot of the window and then we pan to the keys. And as we pan back mm-hmm. to the window, there's something there. Ah. <laughs> why, do, why do they keep putting that in horror films? I don't know. It's so predictable, isn't it? It's just... I'm always happy to Turn see the it. camera away. I, yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah. I have the similar effects with the Wilhelm scream. Anytime I hear the Wilhelm scream, I'm just mm. like, oh, okay, we'll do it. Oh, fine. You just kind of accept the fate, I think, of like these horror tropes. So, yeah. Gotta have them. Gotta have them. She gets out of the car the other side. And as she does, the car is tipped over. She has a chainsaw, by the way. We skipped over that. Yeah, yeah, the main part of like an Evil Dead film. <laughs> yeah, she's she's fully equipped, but the car tips over and it lands on her hand. <gasps> now, what will she do? What? Okay, what? <laughs> I know she's got no other option, and I completely appreciate her choices. I'd like to say I would do the same, mm. but I think so. Literally, ju- just ripping your arm out—that's bonkers, yeah. right? It's like Gerald's game. You seen that? I haven't, but I'm very aware of the trauma to hands. Yes, there's a lot of hand things in there. Oh, not, um, not nice. Not nice. But the thing's still after her. Um, we do get a line, I'll swallow your soul. Did she say that? I'll swallow your soul. Yeah, yeah. I'm just thinking like a, <laughs> in, in <laughs> a rainy of, dead eye. 
in terms of callbacks, it's all practical. It's not dialogue, I don't think. Yeah, there's nothing directly like lifted from the other ones. I don't think. Yeah, I know um, there is. Yeah, in, it's just it's just in Evil Dead. Right, you, you get it, left, right, and center, but not so much here. Mm. Yeah, um, Fede was like, I'm gonna do my own thing. You know, I got my own it's, script. It's honestly, fine. it's fine. Like I, but I would have just liked a, a come get some. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, or you want like me to have this kind of like not necessarily the same kind of catchphrase, but you know, something along yeah. more along the lines of what Ash would have said, but Oh no, that's it. Uh the, the creature says I'll feast on your soul. Mia uh... Mia goes I, I, and to be fair, if you are if this was improv, the creature is not really giving much to work with because Mia mm-hmm. just says, Feast on this, mother. It's weak. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so you're saying they should they should go to an improv class together? Is that what you're saying? The trick is yes, <laughs> yes, and <laughs> yes, and yes, and. But the, but then we get, we do get a quite a lot of gore quite quickly. It really adds to the kind of the, obviously we've already had the bloody rain and stuff, and it's like it's so bloody. Like people said the the previous films and Evil Dead Rise. I think this is one of the bloodiest. You know, I think this is more bloody than Rise. Rise is very self-contained, whereas this is using more. Yeah. I feel I, I think this holds the record for most amount of blood, or it did for a time. In any film? Uh, I think it did up until It Chapter 2 came out, because then there was a, like a big flooding with the thing. And I think Evil Dead might have it mm-hmm. back. I could, Yeah, maybe. But I could be wrong. Anyway, um, Mia has defeated the creature. It dissolves into the ground. And then the sun comes out, and that's the end of the film. Oh, what a lovely ending. And we've all learnt something, haven't we? That we shouldn't read books. Don't, don't read. Uh, don't read, because nothing good comes of it. <laughs> <laughs> yep, absolutely. And if you're going to bury yourself, chuck a dress on. Yeah, at least look nice when look you come nice. back from the dead. Yeah. What I will say is that this one, it just doesn't... I, I think it's one of the weakest Evil Dead movies. And I don't mean, I think they're all gold, but I do think it's weaker purely because it just feels mean and there's no, it, it doesn't feel like there's joy there. I think the only joy that I think comes from it is the satisfaction that she's got through whatever journey she was going on with like her sort of drug history and stuff, you know, by fighting this. It's, it's very like, you know, it's a metaphor for everything, I think. But in terms of like it being an Eva Dead film and it's like, it's, it's, got comedy and stuff it's it doesn't fit in with the rest Mm. but i think it does like all the story beats a film should in terms of like well for me as story at least not maybe not for everyone else um but yeah it's not like oh i feel really inspired and really joyful i'm gonna you know go skip in a field like i'm not gonna do that after watching this film (laughs) but but it's good honestly it's it's very well made oh yeah the performances are uh, outstanding particularly jane levy yeah she's really good and i do want to watch more of her work now i've now i've watched this a few times mm. but there is a post-credit scene i don't know if you're aware no <laughs> oh, oh do you not know okay i don't think i do know actually no it's, it's honestly it's nothing but for some reason it just raises more questions than answers we do get some a lot more sinister music and as the as the music fades to, you know, the credits finish rolling, we yeah. do get a silhouette of, 
I don't. I really don't want to spoil it for you, but we do get a silhouette of Bruce Campbell, and he and he took and he what? <laughs> sort of looks up, and he took and he says groovy, and then he looks at the camera. Oh God! Now that just doesn't fit with the rest of the film. <laughs> but but then is it connected to these earlier films, or is it for like oh I'm doing Ash versus the Evil Dead that's coming out soon. Mm. Why put that there? It's it's that such a weird in between. Like I don't, I think I'm glad that I didn't know that to be honest, because I just took the film as what it is, and it feels right how it yeah. ends. That just feels so out of place. But like you say, maybe it's like the jumps, like the TV part that they they eventually do. Um, but yeah, it's like oh yeah, this film's great. Like it stands on its own, and then Samurai's like I'll film a little bit. Bruce just to make the you know the fans happy. But. <laughs> this is all connected. Obviously, we've got this is the second of the three books that we've had so far. Uh, but it does feel like the Evil Dead franchise is growing more anthology, mm-hmm. and I think that's the best thing it could possibly do. Yeah, I, I, I like the kind of it's like oh, we're not exactly remaking you know the original every time. It's adding, it's building upon the story, and it allows for these different perspectives from different directors and writers and tones and stuff because of how people find them and whatever they, however they find this book and whatever situation they're in, like it works for them. And mm. by having three books and maybe there's more, I'm not sure. Yeah, it could really sort of. It works. It works for the universe without sort of like stepping on its own feet. I think. I think it it lets people create stories that really take this franchise into different places and i think anthology wise that's i think we have to stick to it we can't possibly go back to the the comedy of first three but lessons were learned with this one because there is a comedic undertone to the latest to rise Mm. yeah i was gonna say like i think it does learn like from fan reception which is a lot of what these films are sort of carried upon you know from being very low budget sort of you know banned films in the uk they run on fan service so they listen to what people want so i think they brought that into like evil dead rise like you said there's a little bit more i thought there was a little bit more comedy and i'm sure you'll talk about that more in next episode yeah they, they kind of got the balance a bit better in the new one i would say i've got two questions now obviously the first one is how would you rank the evil dead movies oh gosh you're asking me something that I've probably said on a video that I'm going to say something completely different now. <laughs> <laughs> and you know um, what? I'm going to pull it to the test. Oh, gosh. Uh, definitely Evil Dead 2 is at the top for me. Yeah. That's like the best, in my opinion. I think it just balances everything. And then I think I put this film, Evil Dead 2013, next. Uh-huh. Okay. And then, oh, my God, I really can't remember. <laughs> I definitely know my least favourite is probably Army of Darkness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just think it's just a bit too comedic and just completely detracts from the first two. Like, it's nothing like that. And then, yeah, probably number one above that and Evil Dead Rise. But Evil Dead Rise probably sits in the middle. So, yeah, like two, 2013 and Evil Dead Rise, like my top three, I would say. Very good. Right. Obviously, each to their own. <laughs> I w- yeah, like the, every time I see someone's rating of these films, like they're different every time. Everyone's got a different opinion on these films, which is great. You know, you don't want everyone to be the same. I think when I went, I hadn't watched, I hadn't rewatched the Evil Dead films before Rise, but I just remember this I... one being a lot more fun than it is. So the watching yeah. Rise and then coming back to this, I was like, oh. It's really dark. <laughs> it's too dark. It's, it, I, and I appreciate it. And I, lo- I love it. I really do. 
but it's too serious. Yeah. That's me personally. I get that. Yeah. But it's still great. Yeah, I see where you're coming from. It's still great. Yeah, it's a, it's a great film. Like, if you put it amongst other horror films, like, it, it's a great film. Like, you know, it's decent. But is it better than Space Jam? I think it is. I mean, that's a, it's a no-brainer, isn't it, really? Come on. <laughs> I think you need a better. I think you need a better metric here. You know, I can't. <laughs> no I can't to I'm, Space Jam. I'm too locked into the Space Jam thing now. I can't possibly go back. Space Jam's losing too many times. I'm sorry. <laughs> it really is. And you know what? You know, after like starting this whole Instagram thing, I've had to buy DVDs I don't like, so I can, <laughs> so I can, <laughs> so I can talk about them and go. Oh, finally, something's not as good as Space Jam. Oh. Yeah, yeah, Sarah. Thank you very much for coming on to talk about Evil Dead 2013. Thank you very much for having me. I, I've thoroughly enjoyed talking about this film even more than I really have. Like, I love it. It's great. I'm going to uh, link all your stuff in the like descriptions and the comments and stuff like that. You, you're not without <laughs> being shared. <laughs> thank um, you. But thank you for coming out. I'm sure you'll be on again at some point, probably. Yeah, I'll be on about whatever film you'll be to chat about, you know. Cool. I'll be about. I'm I'm very annoyed at your Star Wars ranking, but if you come on for the Star Wars season, <laughs> oh god, I'll probably have to watch them all again. Like, like, I, like, I was so scared when I posted that. All the everyone's gonna, you know, attack me in the comments. But generally, people are quite nice. Generally, people were nice with what I said about the films. Okay, well, I'm not. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> No, it's okay. Uh, but thank you so much for coming on. You're a very good friend of the page. Thank you so much uh, for listening to the uh, Evil Dead podcast and Evil Dead Rise next week. Is it better than Space Jam? Who knows? This franchise is wild and I love it dearly. Um, so yeah, uh, see you next week, guys. Bye.